Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah. yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Welcome to Judd's Hockey Show. It is a one-timer. It is Zolgad and Declan Goff, as always, on the heels of the Wild going into Vancouver on um, Wednesday night and beating the Canucks in a shootout. And Declan, let's start with um, one thing I think we both saw in that game, which was the pace of play of the Wild. It's pretty clear that in game two of uh, the Dean Everson era, which I expect to be very, very short, by the way, yep. that he has that team playing at pace and up-tempo far more than Boudreaux did. I find this to be intriguing on two fronts. One is I love it because the style is fun to watch. I also think that that style benefits the young kids a lot because they can skate for days, and they all might not be the fastest players, but they can skate for a long time. Uh, flip side is I find it completely intriguing to ask veteran players, i.e. Stahl, Koivu, Parisi, to play at that tempo. And I wonder if that's trying to, from the GM's chair, send a message to everybody about how the Wild intends to play in 2020-21. And if that's the case, I'm not objecting. I just wonder how many of the veterans can play at that pace if you are going to do that in regular season games. It would be very tough to keep that up if you have a lot of 35-year-olds on this team. But... I'm not, like you said, I'm not um, against playing an up-tempo style of play with Kevin Fiala's. And look, Alex Galchenyuk, which we'll get into in a little bit, if, if he wants to be a guy that goes up and down the ice, that's the kind of guy I want to see. I didn't notice him for 40 minutes last night. And then what does he do? He sees the tweet at intermission. I think Dean Evison, uh, who's a big fan of Judd's Hockey Show and Declan Goff, because who isn't? And he saw the tweet, slapped it up there on the board and said, Alex, go out there and play. I know Michael Russo's been praising you. Some other people have been praising you. But go show this clown what you can do. And he did that. He went out and scored the tying goal. And then once things weren't settled in overtime, he handled it on the shootout. So, yeah, I mean, I'm for an up-tempo style of play. If that's what we want to go down, let's do it. But you need more horses in the race uh, say, who to can, be that. Who can and who can't do that? I, I mean, Eric Stahl, my, God bless him. He was a really good player. But at his age, that's tough. Parisi, I think, can do it. I don't know if he can do it in perpetuity. Uh, Koivu, I think, is going to be completely lost here. He's just not fast enough now. So it just... Everything they do, and I don't mind this, but everything they do sends, I think, veiled messages about what the plan is, which it should be, but it's also not like this whole thing of let's make the playoffs this year and be successful. It's sort of like, here's here's the blueprint for wh- where we're going, and uh, that style of play, I mean, because if, if you play at that tempo, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be worth the price of admission, but you are going to have some guys, I think, who say, all right, you know what? Maybe I should go somewhere else. 
Yeah, legs feed the wolves in the old Herb Brooks metaphor. Oh, I love I mean, that. That's exactly what Again. it is. You need you nice. need the legs to feed the wolves, and right now um, they don't have enough wolves, and they don't have enough legs either. So if you want to play this style, I'm all for it. I, I think I'm, I'm obviously I'd love to see that. And Miko, I mean, have you ever seen Miko? I don't, I don't want to say he's like disinterested, but it just seems like he's he's just checking off each day before it's the end of the season. At I this just point. think that's where he's at physically, don't you? I think he's just there where he's an o- older player. I'm almost positive he's not going to not only not come back to the Wild next season, but I'm almost positive now he's probably going to retire because he just looks like he has spent. Um, I'll give you this one though. Do you how many? Because there there are better players. Connor McDavid uh, probably atop this list. Yeah, a couple. How many players do you think in three on three overtime are better than Kevin Fiala right now? Uh, My God, when you watch him again last night, it's not a lot, right? Like what he can do with the puck and that amount of open ice and hand eye coordination and his speed. How fun is he to watch? Exactly. That's. I mean, if you could clone. About, you know, eight, nine more Kevin Fialas, you, you certainly would try to do that. And I love to have a guy on a team on the wild who I haven't seen command and control the puck like that. I mean, that, that they've been lacking that since Gabrick left, even in Parise Suter's early years, and obviously Suter being a defenseman, but Parise never, has never, ever nope. been that kind of player. Or that feed that he had to Zach right early in the first period. I'm not sure if you saw that point blank. I mean, what a feed right there. And Zach, who doesn't have the hands to bury something in the kitchen right there, he's going to work at it. But the what Fiala can do every night, that's contagious. That's what you want. You want all your players like that. They're a dime a dozen. They're hard to find. But if you want to build a build around these guys, this is what you want. You want young, controllable guys who you can control for a long time that other teams maybe view as expendable. And then you get you get Kevin Fiala from Mikhail Granlin. All of a sudden, looks like a pretty dang even trade. Do you today. think that's a good trade? I think it was a great trade. You think that's a good trade? Because th- you know, some of the bloggers don't like the trade. Some, some, uh, some people think we should have gotten a little bit more, but I Yeah, think how it, could you not get it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, come on, Paul Fenton. I, uh, I think that was an excellent trade, and um, it does not diminish the Rasmus Rider trade, obviously, but it, it was a very even trade. Let's put it to bed that Kevin Fiala is a, is a better player right now than Mikhail Graham. Has Victor Rask played his last game ever in a wild sweater? He might have. Um, I, bet, I bet he sticks around after the deadline, like, as we've said, if Gearing can get someone, some sucker to take no, him on. Not, no, he can't. I mean, he's not playing anymore. Right. Um, yeah, he might be done. He absolutely might be done. If it wasn't for Galchenyuk showing up against the Canucks, I would be inclined to scratch him too. Speaking of the uh, trade deadline, which comes at 2 o'clock Central Time on Monday, we are recording this edition the one-timer Judd's Hockey Show on Thursday afternoon. Um, I do think that there is a chance that Galchenyuk, I'm not saying it's high, but I do think that there's a chance that what we saw on um, Wednesday night from him, and maybe if he can do something on Friday in Edmonton, is going to have some trade value. Give me the current Declan Goff trade odds when it comes to Billy Guerin and the Wild roster. I think it's I think it's high that he trades at least one more piece, and that's probably Brodeen or Dumba. But he but he has to have the right offer in mind. So if you're asking me for a percentage, I'd say it's about a sixty percent chance. It's more than likely. Um, it, it's not a given. That he'll he'll move someone because I don't think he's going to sell low. He set the market. Garen set the market for the trade deadline, and now with all these other, let's be honest, bottom six, def- bottom four defensemen going off the board for second round picks. Um, Brodeen and Dumba are top line players. Brodeen especially. I mean, he's a shut down defender. Vancouver could use Jonas Brodeen pretty badly after watching what they saw last night, and I'd be inclined to moving him first for something notable. But at this point, Judd. I'm also looking for hockey trades. I'm looking for player for player, kind of like what we just did with Granlin and Fiala. You take a 26, 27-year-old who isn't on the decline by any means, 
but it's already going to hit their peak a lot sooner. Take a chance on someone who's 21, 22, yep. and see what you can do. I take a prospect, a, a not great prospect or draft pick for Galchenyuk by Monday in a heartbeat, and, and I trade an expiring contract, and that's where I get to move my guy, Ryan Donato, then to the second line. We saw those hands again in the shootout last night. He was shooter one. It was a fantastic goal. Um, if I can move Galchenyuk for a draft pick, I do that. As far as the defensemen go, do you think that, because we've seen a plethora of trades this week that actually have involved um, defensemen, Declan, do you think that as we see these trades that teams are filling needs to the point of where the price tag on Dumba and Brodine is too much and they're not going to be traded for? Or are they the filet mignon of the defensive trade market and they ultimately are going to be moved, but it's going to be in a move where we're all going to be staggered is probably the wrong word, but impressed by how much Garen gets back. Yeah, I, I think we're going to be impressed with how much Garen gets back. And I, I, I do believe Brodeen is probably the hottest commodity right now in terms of blue liners that is on the open market, um, on the trade market, I should say. I, I think you know, I think everyone now is starting to realize just how good this guy is. Yeah. And and his name is surfacing in the athletic, in Sportsnet. And Lou Nanny hates every mention of this, And I get it. I, I totally get it. I totally get that. Chastise me. But... And I'm I'm for keeping Jonas Brodeen if your plan is to trade Matt Dumba. I'm I'm for keep both of them are so polar opposite players, but I think are very dynamic to the longevity of any team. So if you want to trade Brodeen, then that means Dumba is going to be here for the length of his contract for the most part. Mm-hmm. If if you want to trade Dumba, then you will lock up Jonas Brodeen this summer most likely to a contract extension. So I I do think they're they're going to come at a premium, and Garen should not be selling low. But I also I I want to see something that is impactful immediately. And I know we said stockpile draft picks. I think you do that with stalls. I think you do that with even Marcus Felinos if you want to go down that road. But I, I think if you're going to give up Brodeen or Dumba, I need an impact immediate ready player that's going to plug and play right then and there. Well, and just to go back to reflect on what we've seen this week with blue liners being traded, we've seen a lot of trades that involve like, like the Alex Martinez to from the Kings to the Golden Knights trade. That was for, I believe, two second-round picks, one in 2021 and 2021. We've seen a lot of draft picks traded. I guess that I guess that's my point, is if you're going to trade Brodeen, do you do what, what you're saying, which is I want a first-round draft pick and I want a prospect as well. And if I don't get that, he's just gone. He's mm-hmm. off the market. But that is the, that's the filet mignon trade I'm talking about, where we go from the Brendan Dillon trade, which I believe was also draft picks from Washington to San Jose, and Dillon goes to the Capitals. Um, is Brodeen the guy who you say, okay, I get a first-round pick from you, and I get a prospect from you? And that's probably what you would get. I don't think that you would get two draft picks and a top prospect. But that, but there's a chance that Bill Guerin says, look, I don't have to trade it. the guy. He's got a year left on his contract. To your point, he's an incredibly valuable commodity. But can you imagine putting him into your lineup for a playoff run? And listen, Dumba could be dynamic and a very good player someday. I'm not saying he can't. But Brodeen is instant stability, and if exactly. you're a Stanley Cup type team, man, would that be tempting? Yeah, and I, I think I just think Brodeen is probably going to be the one that is more enticing to move for draft capital and a prospect. Dumba's Dumba strikes me as the guy you're going to do a hockey deal with, and it might take a little more because his value is so low. So that's where Garen has to decide: Do I want to stockpile picks? Do I want to take one of these picks and also use it for assets in, in another trade too? He has a lot. Uh, of stuff on the table right now that he has to figure out where where he wants to go. But I, I think by the next time uh, or by the deadline rolls around, we're going to have someone who's probably going to be on the move, and it most likely will be a defenseman. And and I, I would be very inclined to do it if it's the right price. I think you're right. I think a defenseman's gone. 
I'm leaning more right now if one has gone toward Brodine, just because I think that you would make a killing. The the Dumbo one's weird to me. His price, his his value is down. But people view him highly. He's still. and he's a right-handed shot, offensive defenseman. I can't decide, but I think it would be just as we uh, wrap up here on the one-timer Judd's Hockey Show, just to give you my guesses. I think they trade a defenseman. I think you're right. I'm going to say Brodine right now. I think Galchenyuk is traded for a draft pick. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's so mo- he, but if somebody will take him, and sure. he's an expiring contract. Yeah. But I'm saying, but I'd take a third or fourth round if, draft. If he can pull take it a, off, great. I, I would take any draft pick for him. Sure. I, I, I see no reason not to, to trade him. And if I do trade him, I can uh, promote, as I told you before, Donato. Um, I'd be tempted to trade Stahl. My guess is that they want. So I'm going Galchenyuk and Brodine are gone. And if two forwards go, that means Nico Sturm and my boy Jerry Mayhew get up here. Oh, oh, you know what? That's true, too. So if they trade Galchenyuk, for instance. And Stahl. And Stahl. Yeah. And your boy, roster spots and your right boy Jerry deserves Jerry time, a, baby. a chance. Do you think, last question, do you see any potential tradable wild commodity for a team that needs offense now that Zucker is gone, who could be moved, who could actually step in? Not saying be a great player, but could help out a team offensively that might be starved? That is a great question. I mean, I think someone like the Islanders who are so deep at center, but also their their MO was de- defense and goaltending and, and they, packing it in, and right? They need offense badly right so, now. So and and look, they got Leah and Nelson are sweet and Barzell, oh god, I would, I would kill for Adam, but they don't have the depth. They, exactly. Their top depth. Their top six top heavy. Their top six is good, but they are struggling defensively and you're right. It's the third line. Yeah. So I I maybe a team like the Isles. What if your boy Jerry got traded? That's not happening because he's going to come up here and score. What if your boy Jerry got dealt from Iowa to the Islanders and becomes a postseason oh, star? I can't wait for the last month of the season when Jerry scores a goal a game. Okay, our uh, our goal here, because we're certainly going to be busy on Monday, will be um, Judd's Hockey Show on Monday. We'll have something on Tuesday. This, uh, You know what? If something happens before, we'll have it then, too. We'll come into work. We don't care. Weekends doesn't matter. Exactly right. Judd's Hockey Show, one-timer. I'm Judd. He's Declan. We're done. Fast shoot score.